Welcome to another edition of From the Preacher's Study. My name is Kevin Clark, and I, along with my friend and colleague and the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ, Bob Hutto, have the pleasure of bringing to you God's Word in this format. We're just very excited to have this opportunity. Still consider it the beginning of the year, and uh, thank you for being patient with us. There were several weeks there where we couldn't uh, record the podcast because of the holidays and schedules and that sort of thing, but just so glad that we're able to come back again. Glad that you're with us, and I uh, hope that you're excited about uh, the, the year ahead, and we have a lot of exciting things that we've already started talking about that we want to cover from God's Word, starting with the book of James, which in some ways is a continuation of a lot of thoughts that were uh, elicited from the text when we looked at the Sermon on the Mount. And so we're very happy to be here. We're happy to have our two deacons with us, Jason Reed and Mark Townsend. Uh, you've heard their names multiple times, and we said that we're going to put them on the big screen at some point. We're going to do that. Uh, we'll just have to figure out when that uh, is the best way to do that. But we thank them for lending their talents and their abilities and thank them for the sacrifices they've made to be here and the sacrifices their families have made. Uh, as always, I want to give my colleague a chance to make a few introductory remarks before we get into the study. Well, you said a minute ago, we still consider this the first part of the year, and it, and it is. And, you know, a lot of times at the beginning of the year, people are making resolutions mm-hmm. and some things they want to improve on in their lives. Well, what spiritual resolutions have you made yeah. for the new year? And so think about that. Think about... Uh, making some spiritual resolutions, whether it was, uh, you know, to, to be more regular in your prayers, to be more regular in your Bible study, to be more evangelistic, yeah, yeah. Uh, to work on a specific area that right. maybe in, our, in your life you need to work on right. and strengthen and improve. Or maybe there's an area that you need to, to eliminate. And so yeah. just think seriously about your life and your life's patterns and what what can you do better? How can you get stronger, grow more, mature in mm-hmm. the faith in the coming new year. We hope maybe study the book of James will help Amen. that. Amen. It's a great time for self-examination, self-reflection, and James is going to assist us with that. Last time, you may remember, we talked about the idea of going through trials. The trials are inevitable. They're going to happen. They're part of the human existence. And it's not that we're to run from them, but to look forward to what will be produced by going through that process if we do so with trust and faith in God. And uh, so let's just start again, although we'll start officially in verse 5 to get a little context. Let's start verse 2. James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him who ask uh, in faith, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And so we're told that we need to look forward to these trials. They're going to produce patience. Patience is going to ultimately result in our maturity. And then he says, if you lack wisdom, if any of you lacks wisdom, and obviously it takes a certain amount of humility to look at your life and recognize, I am not the person that I need to be. I don't have the wisdom that I have. You can't help but think about Solomon when he was given the opportunity to ask the Lord for anything. Uh, riches and long life and military strength. He asked for wisdom to be able to lead this great people of his, and the Lord uh, rewarded him for that. And we need to look in our lives and, and recognize we need the wisdom of God. And I think it's interesting when he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, where does he say to go? Let him ask of God. We understand that God is the source of true wisdom. God is the source of all wisdom, true wisdom. In fact, there's a lot said about wisdom later on in the book of James, in James chapter 3. And uh, look at verses 13 uh, through 18. I just want to read very quickly. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. 
But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion, every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And so we see here James goes on to talk about two different kinds of wisdom. You have this earthly wisdom that he says is demonic and leads to envy and strife and fighting and all kinds of sin. And then he says there's the wisdom that's from above. That leads to peace and love and joy. And obviously when we go back here to James chapter 1 verse 5, we're not talking about asking for worldly wisdom. We're asking of God. We're asking for that wisdom from above that yields the kind of fruits we saw in James. James chapter 3, uh, love and pure purity and hope, and those sorts of things. But I like the idea, if we recognize that we need wisdom, we need to go to where wisdom resides, and that is God. Ask of God, and then he says something about God. God is not this uh, keeping wisdom all locked up. He says, who gives to all liberally and without approach, and it will be given to him. So this is one of the promises of God. Uh, you lack wisdom, and how many of us, I, I certainly lack wisdom. I look at my life and how it's ordered or disordered, and I need some wisdom. And he says, ask of God, and here's the nice thing, ask of God with faith. Not faith in yourself, but faith in God. That God will do what he says. God keeps his promises. And he goes on to talk a little bit about this idea of the kind of faith we need to have in God's deliverance uh, of his promises. But I don't want to get too far ahead. It looks like you have a few things <laughs> well, to say. I, I don't know. But uh, Proverbs chapter 8 is a good passage yes. on wisdom. Uh, wisdom kind of personified. Uh, verse 12, I wisdom dwell with prudence. I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way. The perverted mouth I hate. Counsel is mine. Sound wisdom. I am understanding. Power is mine. But then in verse 17, and those who diligently seek me will mm -hmm. find me. Mm -hmm. And so if we, if we, asking for wisdom needs to be a regular part of our prayers. We, we need to ask that regularly. And we need to be trying to acquire that wisdom, paying attention to what's going on around us in the world and in our lives. And that's how God gives us wisdom. Mm -hmm. We don't go to bed and lay our head on our pillow, ask for wisdom, mm. and the next morning, mm -hmm. we're suddenly mm -hmm. much wiser. Mm -hmm. now, it just comes through uh, our experiences in life, mm -hmm. and God provides that wisdom and teaches wisdom in that way. And so uh, it's, not, it's not just a, a magical dose of wisdom. It, it's, we just acquire it uh, by paying attention to what's going on around us. Yeah, there's so many uh, things that I've thought about. One, Hebrews 5, when it talks about uh, at that point in time, there were some Christians who had been in the Lord long enough that they ought to have been teachers, but they weren't. They needed to be taught again. He says this, he says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you've come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. Now listen to this. But solid food belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so there's an understanding of good and evil that comes not only from studying the pages of inspiration, the Bible itself, which obviously is the fount of all wisdom, but taking these principles and applying them in our lives, you develop wisdom that way as well. And so there's a certain understanding 
uh, that comes from using these principles, taking them off the page and applying them in our schools, applying them in our workplaces, applying them in politics, applying them in whatever arena of life. And you develop some awarenesses and you start, you, you reflect upon, okay, how does God's teaching on honesty play itself out in this? How does God's teaching on dependability play itself out in this situation? What about God's teaching about the tongue? How does it play itself out? You develop understandings and that's another source of wisdom. And so I like what you had to say there. Go ahead. Well, uh, I was thinking today about about the, this passage. I just kind of tried to think about, okay, what kind of people need wisdom? Mm-hmm. What kind? Does mm-hmm. a parent oh, need wisdom? Okay, uh, every parent needs to pray for wisdom. That's right. Uh, how about a preacher? Preachers need wisdom? Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. We need wisdom, so we need to be praying. How about an elder oh, absolutely. who has oversight yeah. over, over the congregation and he's That's dealing right. with the people and and trying to, to build them up and bring them along as best he can. Does he need wisdom? Yeah, he sure does. Uh, how about uh, uh, a husband? Yeah. Does a husband Absolutely. need wisdom? Absolutely. Does a wife need wisdom? Mm-hmm. And so if you fall into any of those categories, parent, husband, wife, preacher, elder, or, you know, you just supply the, the name of the category. If, if you need wisdom, okay, you need to be asking God to give you wisdom. And you need to trust that God will give you wisdom and pay attention, you know, and you'll develop it. Absolutely. You know, I thought about this, too. We, again, we've talked about the Scriptures also being a source of wisdom. In Second Timothy chapter 3, when Paul was talking to Timothy, you can't uh, forget what he said. He said in verse 14, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So the Holy Scriptures have the ability, if we study them, if we yeah. apply them, to make us wise for salvation. And I'll tell you something else that I try to do, uh, Brother Hutto, is when I study God's Word, and I don't always remember to ask this, but I try to ask God for wisdom to understand what I'm reading, uh, that I may rightly discern between you know, what's right and what's wrong, uh, not being deluded, not reading to justify myself, but to keep an open mind because, you know, we, we've known people, the Pharisees, they knew the Scriptures, John 5, 39. Jesus says that you are they who know the Scriptures and think you have salvation in them. But the Scriptures were those who testified of him, and they rejected him. So the mere fact that you study the Scriptures in itself doesn't mean you're going to understand them. Right. So that might be something to add to our prayer right. is to ask God, help me to see the wisdom that's preserved in your word. Right, so that reminds me of uh, the passage made in, or the statement made in Psalm 119. Mm-hmm as you know, the, this particular writer is thinking about the, the Word. It's a mm-hmm. psalm that's dedicated to, to the Word. But open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law. Mm-hmm. O- open my eyes. Help yeah. me to see yeah. Yeah. the wonderful things that you have there. That, that's a good prayer to pray Amen. as we begin our daily Bible study. That's right. Open my eyes so that I can see what you want me to see in, in your Word. Amen. Embedded in this conversation here in James chapter 1 is some uh, guidance on prayer, isn't it? That's there? right. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. And the idea that asking in faith, I love that, that we uh, have faith in God that he will deliver the things that he said that he'll give to us. And this is one of those. Uh, it's not the only thing. You think about boldness in Acts 4, where the church asked the Lord for boldness. Paul asked uh, that Christians in Ephesians 6 pray on his behalf for boldness. Uh, the difference is this. There are things that we know that God wants us to have through his revealed will. We can pray for those things. We can ask for those things and have confidence that we'll get them. And I make that distinction because there are other things where we don't know the will of God. Uh, Maybe there's a loved one who's sick or there's a loved one that's undergoing a surgery. 
And certainly we have in our mind how we want things to come out, but we don't know what the will of God is on that. And so in those things, we can say, God, this is what we would like, but in all things, thy will be done. But you know that God wants you to have courage and boldness. You know that God wants you to have wisdom. Why? Because the scriptures have revealed that. And so there's a different kind of prayer with that. We know with confidence we can have that if we ask for it. So he talks about the double-minded man here. Right. I, th- I was thinking about that a little bit a- as well. Uh, you know, if we're going to pray for wisdom, uh, what, what are, how are we going to react if, if we don't like the answer that's given? <laughs> so here's a guy, let's say here's a guy, and he's He's, he has a job offer, yeah, and it's more money, yeah. It's it's a it's a better position in the right. company, right? Uh, it's just a wonderful opportunity, uh, but on the other hand, uh, he has to to move, and there's not a church where he can worship very close right. by. It's going to take a lot of time, right, uh, away from his family. It's going to take a lot of his personal time, and it's going to kind of compromise his ability to fulfill his spiritual duties. He's not going to be able to. Uh, attend as regularly as he but he really wants the job right and it's going to be a great opportunity for his career and so he prays to god give me wisdom (laughs) give me wisdom help me to see which choice i should make that's a good point He's he's a double-minded man. That's right. Isn't that's he? right. He really he's not single-minded. Yeah, right. He he doesn't really want wisdom. The right. wise decision for that Christian man yeah. is okay. You need to take the position that's going to enable you to be the father that's you need to point. be, and you need to be uh, the Christian you need to be. And it might be a lower-paying job and less prestigious job. That's but, a great you know, point. If you want, really want wisdom, you'll need to have double mind. You need to be completely devoted to doing the Lord's will. And he will show you the wise decision uh, in his providence, yep. and you de- you need to be ready to accept it. It's a great point, and, and it goes to that point we said a while ago about the difference in the kinds of wisdom. Uh, that man, he, he might want some wisdom, but not the wisdom from God, because he didn't like what the answer was. Yeah. And, and you see things differently through the spiritual lens, and we've got to be mature enough to do that. But isn't it great that we have a God that cares enough about us to say, look, if you need wisdom, come to me. Yeah. Uh, God is the source of wisdom, and God is a caring Father. We talked about this uh, quite a bit in the Sermon on the Mount, that God cares for His children. He equips us with everything that we need. Uh, the Word of God equips us uh, for service. And so, so many things that we have available to us, uh, very important that we uh, pursue wisdom. I, I would love to go to the next uh, verse, verse 9, but I, I feel like we would not do it justice with the limited time that we have. So let's just try to kind of summarize what we've talked about here. Uh, if, if you lack wisdom, and all of us, need more wisdom. And, and the guy who says, I have all the wisdom I need, that's the guy to watch out for. <laughs> he, he really needs to put wisdom. <laughs> right. And as you said, in every aspect of life, whether you're a parent, whether you're a child, you're a grandparent, you're an elder, you're an employer, you're an employee, uh, you're a political leader, or you're one of those who's following the political leaders, whatever it is in life, we need wisdom. We need to apply biblical principles. And here's an important point. There is no sphere of life that it should not be under the jurisdiction of God's will. Right. So sometimes you have people that try to carve out these uh, compartments and say, well, this is my business life, and this is my recreational life, and this is my spiritual life. That is a, a, a crazy way of looking at it. The spiritual overlay is over everything. Right. So how you conduct business is under the jurisdiction of God's law. How you can engage in recreation is under the jurisdiction of God's law. How you interact with your wife is under the jurisdiction. There's not a relationship, there's not a situation that you can contemplate, we can be in, that doesn't have will of God that dictates how we should react 
in that situation. So we need to pray for the wisdom to apply God's will that's applicable to everything in all of those different areas. And as you were saying, a lot of times it takes time. And, and, And you and I have had this conversation. You'll take a principle, you'll apply it, and maybe you look back on that and say, you know what, that was not a good application. I didn't exercise good judgment there. Well, that's fine. Don't do that again. Right. You know, we've got to be self-reflective people and maybe talk to that's, other folks. That's the acquisition of wisdom. Absolutely. It? That's it. Well, I, I like the way these passages flow together. Uh, consider all joy when you fall into manifold trials. It, that takes some wisdom right. to have that perspective on trial. If right. you lack that wisdom, well, ask God and he'll, he'll guide you into mm-hmm. it. And so... These do kind of they logically, do. there's a, a logical progression here right. from one to the next. At least I see it that way. Absolutely. I, and I, th- I think it's there. And it definitely would be, again, as we said, that wisdom from above, because the wisdom from below would say, oh, this is terrible. This is awful. Yeah. Why am I going through this? No, the wisdom from above says, hey, this is an opportunity for me to be more faithful to God and become a better, uh, a more mature Christian in my faith. Well, we've run out of time. As you say, the four zeros are flashing at us. <laughs> okay. uh, we thank you for your time and your attention. We hope that you've gained something. Apply these things to your life. If you're lacking wisdom, and all of us are at some level, we need to go to God. Let's ask for that wisdom and also take advantage of all the resources that God has provided to get wisdom, whether it be God's Word and studying it and meditating upon it, whether it be assembling with God's people and hearing wisdom in our Bible classes, hearing it from the pulpit, uh, so many different ways, or just applying biblical principles in our life and thinking through, okay, I tried this, this doesn't work, I need to do this better, or watching, learning from other people. You say, okay, that person violated that spiritual principle of God, and here's what resulted from it. There's so many sources for us to gain wisdom, but ultimately, the, the ultimate source of wisdom is God. Any closing remarks? No, just uh, continue to study with us next week. We're going to continue to push on here in James chapter 1. And so maybe if you have a chance, read on ahead a little bit and yep. do some thinking about the next next several verses. We'll get to it next time we, uh, we get together for the podcast. Well, that sounds great. Well, you know we always end our podcast with a word of prayer, so I'll ask Brother Hutt to sure. lead us in that prayer. Our Father in heaven, we're thankful for all the good things that you do for us each day. We're thankful that we can call upon you as our Father, that you are a loving Father and that we are your children and you give us good gifts, and you take care of us. You provide the things we need, both physically and especially spiritually. We're thankful for your son who came into the world. He showed us the way. We can follow his example, and we can walk in his steps. And we're thankful for the good example that he he gave to us. We're also thankful, Father, that he was willing to bear our sins upon himself on the cross and make atonement for them through his blood. It's through his blood, through that atonement, that our sins can be forgiven and we can have fellowship with you. Father, we are in awe of your wisdom. And we look back over the course of your uh, actions toward men, and we see your wisdom on display. Uh, You see how you've guided people in the way that they ought to go, that you've encouraged them, that you've taught them the lessons that they need to learn. And so, Father, we pray that you will bestow some wisdom on us, that you will make us wise that we'll be able to understand how best to navigate the trials in life that we experience. We're especially thankful, Father, for the wisdom that is revealed and embodied in the gospel. Uh, The very idea that uh, the Son of God would become flesh and dwell among us, and that he would be uh, rejected by men, and that he would go to a cross, a Roman cross, and he would shed his blood in his death. Uh, for uh, for us so that we might be forgiven. It's a plan of God. Uh, it's a plan 
of God that would not enter into the mind of man. But in your wisdom, Father, uh, you had that in your mind and you uh, worked it out in the course of human events. And so, Father, we stand in awe of your great wisdom as it's revealed in the gospel. Help us, Father, to accept that gospel as truth and to act upon it and to devote our lives to, to serving you and to walking in the way of Christ. And we can do that wisely and with insight and understanding as we incorporate your word into our heart and into our way of thinking so that you will know how to face the experiences that we encounter in this life. And so, Father, we're in awe of your wisdom, especially as it's displayed in the gospel. We ask you to bestow wisdom upon us as we go through life. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.